The UDR cast is not affiliated and does not represent any 12-step fellowship. I, Bill Ward, the host of the UDR cast, will be sharing my experience and my journey of recovery. That does include, but is not limited to, the literature contained in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Our guests will be sharing their own path to recovery and what has worked for them. The UDR cast encourages and supports all paths to recovery. Welcome everybody to the UDR cast. UDR stands for Uncover, Discover and Recover. My name is Bill Ward and I'm coming to you from the recovery capital of Canada, Calgary, Alberta. Here we are going to discuss everything recovery, different perspectives, different experiences, both with the people I know and with others from around the world. If you resonate with anything you've heard on this episode today, we ask that you share it with anyone who you think may benefit from it. If you have any questions or comments, please find us at billward.life and send us a message in the info section. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. If you are interested in more recovery content, you can find the buttons for the YouTube channel and other social media outlets on the homepage, and you will be redirected to those platforms. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time. You know, that's, I guess that's the lesson from God. You just don't know, right? We always think that it's going to be a certain way and it has to be a certain way. And really, it just has to be the way that God's going to make it. And then you fucking leave the results up to him. And they're usually better than you expect, right? And, you know, just that little, that little tidbit is exactly the truth again. You know, how many times does it take me to learn that fucking lesson, right? It's Anyway, back into the step five talk. You know, at the beginning of that reading that I read, it talks about we've been trying to get a new attitude and a new relationship with the Creator and discover the obstacles in our path, right? So the attitude that we're trying to get, it's based on the step two proposition that God is everything. And to build the relationship with Him, which is the step three, you know, but I got to clear those obstacles in my path, which is, you know, these defects of character that are blocking that channel to that God that's actually inside of me. And that's really cool because I know when I go to a lot of meetings, everyone's out there looking for God out there. But the big book's pretty clear. As long as you're willing and you're step two, that's exactly what the book is about. And it enables you to find the power within yourself that will solve your problem. And I love the term unsuspected inner resource that they use in the page 567, right? The unsuspected inner resource. And I love that because the real source is out here, but I have a resource of that inside of me. And it's unsuspected, right? The only things that I ever made God were outside of me. The things that I made God were... You know, what society told me was most important. You know, going against the God in me my whole life, I covered up the God and I just thought that God existed out in front of me. But I never really thought about the word God other than 
Every time I heard God, I would think of a certain religion, and I wanted nothing to do with that. But I actually was making God many different things, right? I made God women, I made God vehicles and and money and status, and you know, my ego was essentially my God. But all the while, as I act out in this ego, and when I say ego, I'm basically saying fear. I'm I'm dishonoring my own self. I'm dishonoring my own truth, my own consciousness. I'm dishonoring the guidance system that was given to me by the Creator to actually guide my life. And way below the surface where I can't see, where the roots of the problem are, I create a lot of fucking inner turmoil. And I love that I heard tonight, you know, we push it down, we push it down, and we, we kind of get really good at not looking at it and kind of ignoring it and moving on with our day. The thing is, is you can't ever ignore that. Like, you push it down and you think you've ignored it consciously, but the unconscious has never ignored it because you're going against your deep inner truth of who you are. And that deep inner truth gets misconstrued and gets angry at you. And it's like, no, you can't forget about me. You can't push me away. And at some point down this road of recovery... And people who aren't addicts and alcoholics, they experience this too. The shit that you don't deal with eventually will deal with you. So it's really important that we, you know, in this program, get down to that inner resource. Build that relationship with the creator through the actions of essentially step 10. And get that new attitude. And why I love the word attitude, because in the big book, it talks about if you can think honestly, search diligently within yourself. So let's get fucking honest. Let's get rigorously honest, which means accurate. Search diligently deep within myself. Then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. So as I go within myself and I start peeling back those layers, I get in touch with that God and I start hitting the broad highway. And it says with this attitude, you cannot fail. And that attitude becomes God. And with God as my attitude, I cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. That consciousness that I get through that relationship and through that digging, through that honesty, it comes to me. And with this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And that's what's happened. And that's what I see happen. And then another part of the book that I love is in that step 10. Because in the step 10, that's where we're continually taking that personal inventory. We're constantly working on clearing the channel. We're searching diligently all day long, right? And over the time, over the years, you get that channel really cleared. And then it says, you know, this requires more action. The next step is step 11. Better men than us have been using it constantly. It works when we have the proper attitude. And work at it. And the attitude again is God. It works when we have the God attitude and we work at it. And then it just blows up and that step turns into from a set of directions that you read in early recovery of how you kind of try to live your life. It changes into the sheer power step that you can gain power from. And, and really fucking enhance that, that broad highway. And then... Where this kind of all ties in is the step seven, because that step seven is really ultimate surrender. 
to the Creator, to God. And it says in that 12 and 12 reading, it says the most profound result of all is our change in our attitude towards God. Because God becomes the attitude. And when you get to that level of surrender, without reservation, as you act out in life, you don't need to stop in that reservation mode and go, what am I going to lose? What am I not going to get? Instead, you just act out in love. And that is the altruistic action. That's altruism. That is like surrender, where you're not like debating what you should do anymore, and you're just acting out in, in God, right? Praying to God. <coughs> Praying to love. Like I've worked with a lot of sponsees over the years and I find a lot of them get like really spiritually, the ego attaches to their own religion. And then unknowingly, a lot of people, just their egos go into the precepts of the religion and it actually is like another subtle manifestation of self and how it attaches to ideologies. And it actually makes people sick. So what I've done over the last couple of years is I've said, I don't want you to pray to God wherever it says in the big book, God, I want you to say love. And then it just changes. It's a game changer. So a lot of the sponsees I've been working with lately, I'm like, don't even say God. I want you to say love or forgiveness. This is what I'm asking for. And then it's really made a big difference. Um, and I'll finish with this. I'll go back to the 12 and 12 again because there's another piece that keeps coming to my mind. In AA, we looked, we listened. Everywhere we saw failure and misery transformed by humility into priceless assets. But this admission price had purchased more than we expected. It brought a measure of humility that we soon discovered to be the healer of pain. We began to fear pain less and desire humility more than ever. So in that sentence, it's talking about the lower levels of humility, the humiliation and the pain that are the actual assets that take us to this other kind of humility. And if we're willing to learn those lessons, if we're willing to bring God in with that attitude, we're willing to think honestly and dig and, and bring God into those dark places with us, with this attitude, we won't fail. And then we begin to fear the pain less and desire humility more than ever. Because through that pain, that's where the pressure is. And that pressure is building the diamond, the genuine humility. And then fucking life gets good. And then you don't fear the pain. You actually sometimes, in a funny way, look forward to it. Because you know that that's where the fucking diamonds are, right? Thank you for tuning in to the UDR cast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. The viewpoints and the opinions expressed today were solely of the individual sharing them. If you resonated with this episode, please follow us and share this link with anyone that may benefit from it. Please visit us at billward.life to see everything that we have going on. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time.